I'm Charlie, and over here next to me is the other dad with issues, Mark. Welcome back to our listeners, and welcome to all our newest members of the DJI Multiverse. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's. There's a lot. There's a lot that's happened uh, <laughs> since uh, since we last talked. So, um, let's go ahead and head around the multiverse. Uh, where do you want to start? Uh, so, we'll we'll just we'll start off with all the bad news that came out uh, two weeks ago. Uh, DC is making major cuts. I mean, AT and T is making major cuts, just period, across the board as far as Warner Brothers goes. Uh, DC Universe saw pretty much its entire staff laid off, um, and Jim Lee came out and made some comments that the service isn't going away, but they're going to shift their attention towards more, I guess, first to print kind of stuff. Like you know, they've been doing like Tom Taylor's right. uh, got. I mean, he's got two series right now. He's got the Injustice Zero Year um, has started this month, but he's also had his um, uh, deceased. The the fourth installment essentially is 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 first the digital. So you're going to see a lot more digital comics collections, things like that. They they like that they had this massive backlog that they're not paying like Amazon or you know Comicsology or whoever to kind of curate for them. They can kind of drop and pull and do what they want, which is good uh, like i said if they're going to charge if they want to charge me two three bucks a month i'll keep that service yeah i mean it's because fine. like my, my daughter obviously has a tablet and things like that as she gets older like obviously i i mean we're sitting in in my basement and i have a massive stack of comics over here it'd be easier for her to search and i, I hate to say this because i still want her to be a, be a paper comic mm, person but it'd be easier for her with her generation to just search for a comic than it is to sift through six or seven long boxes just to find a book she's looking for. Right. Um, but like I said, I, I'm not upset. I have HBO Max. I'm excited that my content will be all in one place and not kind of spread over three or four different apps. But like I said, the DC Universe really never had a shot. Yeah, I mean, it just it didn't work. Like it, what they were trying to do, it just it wasn't working right. And uh, as much as like I wanted that that app or whatever you want to call it to succeed, like it just the merger hurt. AT&T bought at the beginning, or bought into Warner Brothers at the beginning of the launch of, of uh, DC Universe. So, it, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like I said, it, it's not going anywhere. It's just shifting. Yeah. All the originals are going to be debuting on HBO Max. Um, obviously, you still got Stargirl. You still got, you know, a bunch of originals and stuff that... Um, you know, you, you basically have to account for that are, are, are going to go into HBO Max, but obviously Stargirl's going to CW, right. which is actually second on my note sheet, you know, with season one wrapping up. Uh, I don't, you obviously, you, you said you haven't really been keeping up with it that much, um, but I, I thought the first season was phenomenal, and the season finale was great. Yeah. And well, they set up, they set up Shade, they set up a bunch of different characters and bad guys moving forward so like yeah you had the injustice society to start with which was a it's 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 phenomenal i mean it it sucked because there were so many good bad guys in that that they had they dispatched in the first season so they're gonna have to start to really grasp at other you know off the wall bad guys moving forward which is cool it it, it, it's a show that isn't like arrow that's kind of heavily dependent upon 
like the death strokes, you know, and right. all the bigger names that they might not be able to pull necessarily. Well, and, and that's where, so, you know, you're a much bigger, you know, JSA fan than, than I am. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like the Arrowverse, um, you know, for, for a while, you know, I, I still keep up with, with Flash, or at least I try to. Yeah. Um, but really, when when the Arrowverse kind of went down this, because you had you had Arrow, you had Flash, then they had uh, Legends of Tomorrow, um, then you know they kind of added Supergirl to the mix and everything, uh, and it kept growing. The Arrowverse kept growing, but um, with my my main show was Arrow, right? Yeah. There's a reason we call it the Arrowverse, and yeah, uh, yeah by the middle of what was that season? Was it season six? Uh, where, where, when, when Ollie went to prison, uh, I, I didn't mind that season. Well, but see, the show really went from being about the Green Arrow to being about everybody else but, but the Green Arrow. Yeah. And I watched Arrow to watch the Green Arrow. Yeah. So and, and and we, I think we agree. I mean, most people that are DCU people agree that that Arrow in the Arrowverse as a whole isn't an accurate and or like die hard fan the you know right the, i agree you know yeah it's the not it's depiction not, of what what we know in print right and it, people love you know people love uh you know just go well it's not accurate to the comic it's not accurate to the, i don't need it to be accurate to the comic i just need it to be good yeah and um so when you know you know you, you and i know we were talking about star girl but like with with arrow right like okay so uh oliver's not with with laurel yeah. Okay. Or he's not with Black Canary, right? Okay, fine. Um, but um, I can get past that. But then you just keep taking away and taking away and taking away, and you're you're or by taking away, I mean you're taking Green Arrow out of it, and you're adding everybody else to it. It it, it made me lose interest, right? And then DC yeah. not knowing what they wanted to do with Deathstroke, right? Uh, do we want to? Uh, have a minute? Do we not want to have a minute? Do you know? Can we have multiple? <laughs> we, we have an in-studio guest. Today. Yeah, uh, yeah, we have a live studio audience. Um, let's see. One second, everybody. Key. Sound. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so um, yeah, though, like like I said, I, I think you know, Stargirl. If they're gonna revamp the Arrowverse and bring it. Bring it into you know the next generation. If we're being honest, I I think I think Stargirl has the best ability to do that. Just because it gives people the it, it gives, it's a fresh take on things. It's fresh faces. It's it's relatable. Like it's a family. It, and it's it's not it's not tailoring itself to a certain like feel. Like Arrow had. It was dark. It was gritty. It was whatever, you know. And then you get Flash, was supposed to be a little more hopeful, a little bit more, because that's what he is. Yeah. He's not though. He's just is like relationship ridden slash, you know, kind of down in the dumps ninety percent of the time. But that's CW, like the CW. That's yeah. And 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 they they played into that more with you know Black Lightning. Black Lightning's also very bleak for a majority of the time they did the same thing with back like they continue to pick like characters that have like just ba like baggage baggage <laughs> where with i mean with there's baggage with star girl but it's it's more it's just different yeah and like i i honestly think because they shot it knowing they were dropping it on their streaming service 
simultaneously. It was like they kind of put a little bit more effort into like the you know you know the the, the filming of it and, and and the quality of it. It doesn't the first like four or five episodes doesn't feel like a CW show. You actually feel it feels more like you're watching like an HBO original or so, and it does towards the end like production kind of slips into like the CW realm, but at the same time. They do a really good job. Like, the fight scenes are great. And like I said, me having a daughter, she loves it. Like, you know, when you ask her what she wants to watch, like, if we're going to turn on, like, the DC universe, she wants to watch Stargirl, which is cool because there's, I can tell you this, it took me almost 15 years to really get into, you know, like, past adolescence at her age. Like, you know, I was, like, in my 20s when I started really reading into the JSA. So she's going to be interested in the JSA from a young age, which if you think about it, it's kind of the right, you know, if you're going to do a timeline of like, okay, well, we're going to read about the JSA because the JSA then becomes the Justice League and that's where you get the Superman, Batman, you know, all the people that you know and love modernly. They, well, they, they came, you know, from the, the this this group of heroes. Right. And like I said, and that will hopefully lead into like an appreciation for like a Watchmen series where the Watchmen were the second generation of, of their their band of heroes. So, like I said, it, it, it's cool. Like I said, f- tremendous first season from Stargirl. Um, it's definitely, I mean, if you're talking intro seasons as far as CW-level shows or TV-level for DC girls, I, Stargirl, for me, is probably the number one. And, I like I said, I, I was a big Arrow guy. I love Flash. I mean, I even, I even don't dislike Batgirl for what it was. Or Batwoman, sorry. Yeah. But with the way that show's going, we don't know what the direction is going to be. I hope that, you know... The new lead is good and that she delivers, but yep. we won't know until we see it. Uh, well, other show, uh, Titans. Yep. You know, Announced um, yesterday. So we're getting a season three. Which, yeah, so obviously, you know, we're getting season three, but it doesn't, from at least from fandom, I didn't, I didn't watch the panel. I got, like, the cliff notes of it. But I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything that said... That they were gonna follow up on the Star Girl, or not Star um, Starfire story from the last season, they they dove right into being like, okay, well, this is gonna, they're gonna, we're gonna be set in Gotham. You're gonna get you know Red Hood. You're gonna get Scarecrow. You're gonna get Barbara Gordon as the the chief of police, and like, we're talking like we're significantly jumping in time. Yeah, absolutely. Like like you've you, Barbara Gordon's never been Batgirl in the universe in this universe so to speak. Like we know she has been because they said that she's retired from Batgirl. But it's still kind of like well, what are we doing? Like what like yeah, like it, it's got to be a decade it's yeah, at, at least. Because you also got to think, you know, this kid the kid that plays Red Hood, he's going to get older. Yeah. Red you know when Red, when Jason Todd becomes Red Hood, he's not a He's not like a pint-sized kid. Like he's a—he's basically a grown man, or at least in, in his early twenties, you know, mid twenties. So this kid, either he, he's saying that he's going to be playing Red Hood. So I, it'll be interesting to see if his death is a part of the season, um, and or how heavy we're gonna we're gonna fall into. Which would be cool because you don't—I I mean, you. Can, Correct me if you're a listener and you can comment on comments on this episode. I don't believe we got like a Teen Titans perspective of Jason Todd's death. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I don't. I don't recall that ever being like a significant storyline. That would be cool to explore, like you know Jason being killed because Dick's already on the outs with Bruce in season two, and they kind of reconcile a little bit. But 
it would be cool to see how Dick reacts in Titans universe to Jason being killed because of Bruce putting him in the position of being Rob and, and not necessarily being in the right place at the right time, so to speak. But like I said, I'm, ex- I'm excited for that. I mean, that's a, that's a great show. Obviously it's going to HBO max. So like I said, I, I'm, I'm stoked for that. Um, there was no real word. I, I think they said 2021 at the earliest when it was going to release, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but like I said, I, I'm excited for it. Um, high score when Netflix dropped this past week, it's like a, I think it's a four part, I could be mistaken, four or five part documentary on um, like basically the history of video games, which is pretty cool. They, they go through a ton of stuff. Um, you know, they, they, they talk about like the first, you know, the arcade craze. They talk about the straight, you know, the, the, the home systems. They talk about like the evolution of graphics. And it was, I mean, as somebody who grew up, you know, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, N64, PlayStation, PlayStation, like, you know, through the generations, and obviously we're getting ready to have PlayStation 5 right. and, you know, Xbox Series X come out. So, you know, it's cool that they hide their, you know, some Netflix took the time to put that together. And, it, and it's done in traditional Netflix fashion. It's well-produced, great visuals, and, you know, it kind of has a ton of nostalgia. I ran through it in one night. I think they're only, like, 45-minute, 50-minute episodes. But it's great. I mean, if you if you have Netflix and you're looking for something, it's very uh, Toys You Made Us. Right. Ask, so. Well, I think it's funny, too, uh, you know, because, like, with um, a lot of people don't think about, like, those those games, like, from, like, when we were younger. Yeah. But, and, and, like, when you're young, like, you don't think about, like, oh, this is going to have an impact mm-hmm. in the future. But it does, right? Like, there's a reason that, you know, you know, Tyler's sitting here playing, you know, Mario Kart. Like, yeah. there's a reason that that exists, right? Yeah. And it's all based off of everything that came before yeah. it. And it's cool. And they, they talk about, like, the Nintendo tip lines from when, like, <laughs> Super Nintendo and Nintendo were out, like, where you could call in if you were stuck on a level. And they would talk about, like, like, like the testing it took to become, like, a, basically to become, an, you know, an advisor, essentially. It's just cool, like, to see, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff of that, you know. I'm a big fan of like documentaries and useless information, so that that was right up my alley to watch that. And yeah, uh, so yeah, I mean, definitely give it a watch. Um, but uh, as far as everything else going on, yeah. I mean, I think you know, obviously, we're it's the 23rd. Yesterday was 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 the 22nd, so that was DC Fandom event. So a ton. You're pretty much this entire episode is going to be us just, you know. Being excited about Be, yeah, <laughs> being excited about w- what the future holds, but also you know dissecting what we saw yesterday, what, what's come out of of all the, the panels and things like that. Um, so, uh, but before we get into that, uh, just going to get through. We'll get through video or some some other stuff that that's been announced. Um, the um, Halo for speaking of video games, Halo um, next installment, which is supposed to come out with the Xbox Series X is actually now being delayed till next year. And I know a lot of people, myself included, they said, you know, this next Halo was going to be Master Chief. It's another installment in his series and basically he's going to pick up from his last story back on, you know, like Oa and all the other stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how that hurts Xbox sales initially. I still think people that are Xbox people are going to go out and buy Xbox. But, like, I'm a PlayStation guy, so this is going to make me put off buying Xbox, mm-hmm. which is good because I don't, now I don't have to buy both at the same time. Right. 
So I'm going to buy PlayStation 5, wait a couple months, you know, when Halo comes out, and then probably get Halo. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm and, and just like just like everything, right? Like you, you have Android, you have Apple, you have DC, you have Marvel, yeah. right? And same thing, Xbox and PlayStation. But it's so people have blind loyalty to to yeah. their brands. Um, you know, do I think that a game like Halo is uh, is going to be great? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, will that make me go out and buy an Xbox? No, no. I'll, but for I'll, me, so for me, I'll come over here. I'll play with you. Yeah, my like <laughs> I said, my 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 thing is is it's a nostalgia trip for me, and I do like the idea that Xbox Series X is is going to be backwards compatible, so you will be able to play Xbox you know one xbox apparently from what i'm reading i don't know how far back they're gonna let you go if they let you go all the way back to the original xbox games that is something that you can't you can't pass up on because you can go get original xbox games for five bucks at like the you know the the nostalgia shops around here and there's tons of great games like i would love to play the old halo well that's the thing too i i think that these systems like as great as they are there's no reason for them not to be backwards compatible. Yeah. But so, the, I, I, un, I understand the reasoning behind it, though, right? Because if you can, uh, if you can make me digitally download a game for that same $5, yeah. right? So, like, you know, Ty's over here playing Switch. I, you know, I have my Switch. I take that, you know, we use it at work. I you know, use it on road trips and vacations. And it, honestly, it's not even hooked up to my television. Like, that's how often I use it outside the house. It's basically, a, you know, full four or $500 Game Boy. Um, but you know, I'm the one game that I want on my Switch is Conquer's Bad Fur Day, and I, I don't know if you ever played that on N64. It was the most vulgar, the dirty. Like my parents bought it and not knowing what I was getting. It's from you know rare rare studios that make the Donkey Kong games and things like that. Um, but they didn't know what we were like. They were buying me because it was like it was like, it was literally it's a squirrel on the cover like. But, like, when you got it, like, the first scene, he's waking up hungover or throwing up. Like, it's very, it's very... Is this, and that's pre-game ratings, right? No. So, so I think it was, it was kind of in that era of, like, but, like, my parents didn't, just, just, they didn't know. They didn't know what the shit meant. But, like I said, like, it's very prequel to, like, how, you know, the Deadpool game. Mm Mm-hmm. Like how like vulgar and like ridiculous. That's what that was like. Like on N sixty four, and that's all I've ever wanted on Switch is like the remaster. Not a remaster, but just fuck. Just drop the original with the shit shit graphics. I'll play that. It's such a funny. It's such a fun game. But like I would appreciate it so much more as an adult because I get all that humor now. But like they just they haven't released it. But rare released and like in like a year or two ago on Xbox, they released an exclusive remastering of all their classics and it had Conker's Bad Fur Day on it. So if I, I had an Xbox, I could play Conker's Bad Fur Day. But people are always like, oh, you could get a simulator, you could do this. You could, I mean, I don't want to do all that extra yeah, right. bullshit. I just, <laughs> just give me the game remastered and we'll call it, you know, call it a day. I'll pay you 50 bucks for that game right. right now. But like I said, you know, I'm hoping that if the Xbox Series X is backwards compatible... That will be able to. I'll be able to get that, you know, get the collected edition and use it. Uh, well, so we also have um, a bunch of toy news. Well, yeah, a bunch of toy news. Well, there's a couple of DC games coming out, right? Well, Not, we'll, we'll, Lynx, but we'll, we'll, wanna... we'll, yeah, we'll dive into that when we talk about Phantom. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, lots of toys coming out. Uh, 
Funko uh, pumping out uh, Toy Story aliens uh, yeah. in disguise pops. So you're getting a ten inch. You're getting a ten inch Sully uh, alien dis- or alien disguised as Sully from Monsters Inc. They announced this past week. I, this is very reminiscent of the Imposter Batman's, um, where they're just they're taking a really really popular character, really really pop. Like the alien, the original alien is actually very expensive if I'm not mistaken, or at least the, the con exclusive one. But now they're pumping out a 30 of them in the next year. Um, and I mean, we're going to talk about Funko uh, in our spotlight, spotlight. issue. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. So for you guys that, uh, that listen to us regularly, um, you know, uh, d- definitely if you're, if you're either, either side of the Funko fence, uh, I yeah. think it's going to be a must listen. Yeah. Uh, we, we're definitely going to give you an idea of why, the pros and the cons of being in in the community, as far as a collector, as far as somebody who's gotten out. Charlie's obviously he he his toe his he's not waist deep anymore. He's you know he's on the shoreline watching everybody else sink. <laughs> um, but uh, Star Wars uh, Mission Fleet. Okay, so these are like uh, they're like two inch figures. Yeah, uh, they're they're definitely you know um, not for the the typical Star Wars collector fan. Like yeah. these are for you know kids. You know you know. Um, that still play with their toys essentially, and uh, not that you can't do it with the other stuff. Are they like like little green army men size? Uh, roughly, maybe a little bit bigger. They got like a couple points of articulation. They come with like a little craft, uh, and then there's like a couple different. So there's like uh, a wave that has you know four figures in it, and each one comes with their own little accessory. Yeah. Um, and then you have like their little vehicles and stuff to go with them. I think they're cool. Like. Yeah. They're, you know, they're for for the price point, they're not terrible, right? Uh, you get this little figure with its accessory, and it's like seven, eight dollars, I think, at Walmart, yeah. something like that. The ones with the vehicle are like fourteen, fifteen, somewhere in there. And then like the deluxe ones, you know, I think are like from twenty to thirty. Uh, there's like a Millennium Falcon that they're doing. They're not bad though, and like yeah. for for you know kids uh, that are uh, you know that that like to play with their stuff, but you know they want to bring everything with them, like. These actually are pretty perfect for that because yeah. they're they're small enough to where doesn't you, take up a ton of space and yeah you know it, it, it it's you know we we uh, go out and buy a lot of like the they do like the blind bag like Disney Junior shows so like for a while there we were you know when we saw like the puppy dog pal stuff like that's what we were buying our dog and she used to bring those around like it's like hey you can bring one Barbie or you can bring five characters because they all fit in your pocket right. So I mean, I mean, it makes it makes it easier for you as a parent, and obviously at a, a six dollar price point, it's not terrible. Um, yeah. Especially if you're a parent that's going out and spending hundreds of dollars on yourself for toys. I mean, you can <laughs> right. spare a six bucks figure, six dollars for a figure for your kid. Right, and then uh, well, so then like keeping in line with the Star Wars stuff, right? So we get a little bit bigger in the three point seven five inch, the, the the classic Star Wars figure size. Um, so there's a lot of things coming out. Uh, so in my notes, I have uh, the, the vintage collection, uh, the carbonizing chamber. Uh, pretty cool. Uh, so that's coming. Is that what I sent you from from Collector's Corner this week? The no, those, so th- those were the carbonized uh, Boba Fett figures. Yeah. Um, which uh, the carbonized line, pretty cool. Like they're, they're not, they weren't being released everywhere. Certain figures aren't released everywhere. Boba Fett, I th- think, is one of the few that has kind of had mass released. Well, everywhere. yeah, I mean, but like uh, the Mandalorian, the uh, one that they did, that was a that was a Target only. Uh, the red uh, 
Sith Trooper. I'm trying to remember uh, who had that. Did Who's they do Han, too? They haven't done a Han yet. Uh, like, basically, all the carbonized ones have been people in armor. Okay. Uh, so, like, Vader, uh, Stormtrooper. So, you'll get, did they do a Mandalorian yet? So Yeah, they did the Mandalorian, uh, but... Um, they're probably going to do they'll end, probably end up doing a second Mandalorian because his armor changed. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, the carbonizing chamber is like the the thing where like uh, in Star Wars where they took Han and put him in the carbonite. Yeah. So you're we're getting a three point seven five inch scale for that. Okay. Um, pretty cool. Uh, we're also getting um, the Canteen Four. Is uh, the so you remember the scene in Star Wars where uh, Darth Vader shows up? Like it, this is like the, the original Star Wars, and he shows mm-hmm. up, and uh, they're all the rebels are in the hallway, and they're, yeah. they're shoot. So we're getting a, essentially a diorama of that, okay. um, and that that'll be pretty cool. Uh, and then the celebrate saga, the saga packs. Uh, so there's a, I want to say there's four of them that are coming out, uh, and each one covers like a different part of the the star wars universe so yeah. like one you'll have um uh like a battle droid with some clone troopers and stormtroopers then you'll have another one where it's like all these jedi another one yeah. where it's sith and another one where it's bounty hunters so uh pretty cool lines they're the they're five points of articulation though they're not the they're, they're not like the vintage collection where they move around a lot yeah um but they're fine you know for again for kids if you want to give them to them, if you want to op- have them open up the boxes, it's, it's, I think it's like the price point's like forty bucks though. Yeah. But I mean, five figures, forty bucks. It's not awful. It's not awful. It comes out about six bucks a figure, right? Yeah. But I mean, the packaging's cool. Like if you're if you wanna if you just want to have them and you know, do, seven bucks a figure. Yeah. You wanna uh, if you want to have them just you know to, because you're a Star Wars collector. Yeah. I think they're worth picking up just because of the all the characters in them, but. Uh, you know, I'm looking at it from a from a dad standpoint of like, yeah. all right, do I want to spend forty dollars on five figures and have your kid potentially? Yeah, yeah. because they're you know the box is not going to survive. No, right? They're, so I know how my kids are with toys. I'm to I, the I, point I, now. I'm to the point now. Like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff displayed down here in my my man cave that I didn't buy a second of, so I'm a little more protective of. But, like, moving forward, like, when I'm finding things at retail, I'm just buying two of them. Yeah. And I'm going to display one, have a box, and the one that's on display will just, she can touch and play. And he, you know, when, when my son's born, like, I'm not going to be overly protective of it because I'll have, you know, X, Y, and Z put away. But, yeah. I mean. Well, but, like, these figures, nothing about them is, like, really exclusive, right? These are figures that have been produced before. And they're just reproducing. Right. So it's, like, I could probably find this figure loose on eBay for, you know, two, three dollars. And so, anyway, we'll move forward. uh, Oh, so, well, again, Star Wars still. Black Series. uh, So a couple figures, exclusive figures coming out. The uh, Walgreens exclusive Lieutenant uh, Clone Trooper uh, is coming out. Uh, so people will be able to add those to their collections, you know, yeah. for building armies. And then GameStop is going to have their Electro Staff Purge Trooper yeah. coming out from their for their gaming greats, uh, gaming greats line. So, yeah. um, both cool figures. Both will probably be something that I add. Yeah. Uh, Hasbro is really, I mean, they're really pumping out the Star Wars line, which is good for for all the Star Wars fans. Yeah. It gives you something, you know, to, to consistently look forward to, and the quality's good. I yeah. mean. Yeah, I mean they're not, they're. 
so uh, like I mean I took a, I kind of took a jab at McFarland this this past week yeah. <laughs> on our Instagram right uh, because I do I want to see more the I, quality's I almost, not bad I almost think what though I think the McFarland deal just like DC Universe is I don't want to say it's dead in the water because I think the quality of figure is so good that they might just say hey you're going to kind of be our collector series now but. I wouldn't be surprised if a Hasbro or even Mattel gets another shot at the licensing. With DC Direct being axed yeah. and cut, you know, which we'll talk a little bit more about when we go into fandom, they have to replace their line some way. Yeah. They're not going to not merchandise an action figure. Like, you're, you're superheroes. Well, Mattel, for their, like, last wave... Or their, li- their last it, couple, they they were much better. Yeah, they picked it up, but the problem is, is they have to do, they have to do better. Yeah, just consistently better. Yeah, because Hasbro's killing them. Look, yeah. like look at Marvel Legends, and uh, they're, yeah, they're 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 killing yeah. them. But I mean, Hasbro. So Hasbro's also putting out the GI Joe figures. Yeah, uh, which are doing extremely well. You know, yeah. if, if you're if you're in, if you're in the collector group or anything, you know. You're even seeing people that traditionally you probably wouldn't have seen them post anything about GI Joe figures. Or now posting GI Joe figures. Yeah. They're, they're, Hasbro is really, really good at capturing the nostalgia. Oh yeah. And and, and capitalizing on that. When 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 twenty collectors that you know used to be major GI Joe guys start seeing things that they recognize and they're like, oh, I like, and they start and then they start talking about and that 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 grassroots movement through collectors boards and Facebook groups and social media. That starts to expand, and then all the old school collectors come back into the party. Yeah, well, and what's cool about these figures because they're going to do a GI Joe animated movie, right? Yeah. So all of these figures are going to be accurate to that. Yeah. That, which I think is cool, right? You're yeah. not you're not getting a figure that's like, oh, this doesn't actually they don't actually look like yeah. that. Yeah. Because like you know we we also have in our notes the the bug bite size transformer from the generation select lineup. Um, and that comes directly from the Netflix show right. or Netflix original movie. So you know you have you know you have Hasbro capitalizing on the modern, you know, you know installments of these classic characters and classic storylines. So like I said, Hasbro is doing really really well. Um, you know, in um, issue number f- what are we doing? Issue number five this or no? This issue, one? Issue, issue, issue number seven. When we talk we're talking comics, you know, we're you know we're going to talk about the Power Rangers series and where that's kind of going. But, you know, Hasbro's pumping out more Power Rangers figures. Yeah, I mean, the Lightning Collection, so I have I have a love-hate for the Lightning Collection, right? Because yeah. for me, like, uh, cool, you know, we're getting quality figures out of it, but... But they're not always great characters. They're always throwing out, you know, like... They did a lot of Beast Morpher figures, right? Yeah. And, like, the Beast Morpher show... Um, you know, to me, isn't great. I'm looking at Tyler right now. Tyler, please acknowledge me. Do you like the Beast Morpher show? Yes or no? Do you think it's good? You, you really don't watch it? Yeah. yeah, because it's not good, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, here we go. Here's your target demographic yeah. right, right here, and it's just it's not a good show. It hasn't even gained his interest. But I can't believe we haven't gotten back to, the, to just a recycling of the original. Well, because they use Sentai footage, right? So yeah. that's, I mean, the Power Ranger formula has always been, you know, we're going to take what's already existing, yeah. we're going to incorporate it into an Americanized version of it, yeah. and then we're going to film our own. But I can't concerts. believe, like, Bandai being the company that they are in the mass. Because it's not, it's, it's, 
Power Rangers isn't about the show. Power Rangers is about the merch. It's always kind of been that way. Like, so like, you know, when Batman was filming with Keaton and Burton, the reason why Keaton and Burton didn't move on to the third installment was be basically because the second one was so dark, so gritty. Warner Brothers was like, we can't market this to children. We can't make merchandise. We can't make toys. We can't sell the product. So they went with Schumacher and Val and, you know, the rest is history. The same can be said about Power Rangers. The Power Rangers, it doesn't, we as adults sit back and watch it with our kids now. And we're like, this is awful. Like, even <laughs> if you watch the original. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the content Excuse isn't, is, it's, it's not great. Right? But you also think about, like, all right, at that age. You, right? had, a you had a five story, arc, you had a five episode arc with, with Tommy and the Green Ranger. Yeah. That's the, the, most cinem the most dramatic five episodes in Power Rangers history. And since then, they've never been able to recapture that magic. No. So, and it's not any fault of them. They just don't have to. Right. So you do the original Rangers for, what, two seasons? Uh, well, you couldn't get into a, a third, but yeah. And then they, and they, they, then they went into, like, Turbo, and well, then they went into... Well, you had Zeo, then you had... Uh, Gal uh, is it Galaxy? Well, then, or so you had... Mighty Morphin, which they, they evolved from there. Then they became the Zero Rangers. Then they got into Turbo. Yeah. And then after Turbo, it just kind of just starts splintering off into whatever it yeah. I had at the yeah. time. Yeah, and, and, but that's my point. Well, like, you had, oh, uh, sorry, In Space, uh, Lost Galaxy, like all these different characters. Yeah. Which, in the comic, you know, you kind of get all of these characters brought back somehow. And that's fine. And like I said, but for me, that's, it's, that's all merchandising. Yeah. And, 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 and it's merchandising-driven. Because Bandai realizes... Well, it's not Bandai anymore, though. Hasbro has the light... Right, well, the but, but, but my point is, is Bandai still making money off of... Hasbro has a licensing, but Bandai's obviously partnered with them. They're allowing them the, 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 the property, the license. And they real, Bandai realizes... Well, okay, Saban. Uh, Saban. Saban. Yeah. Sorry, sir. So sorry. Yeah. Um, Saban realizes that, you know, okay... If we make a really cool-looking new, you know, if the next iteration of the Power Rangers either looks like the originals or looks as cool as the originals or has the same, you know, and the next Megazord is cool, like, that toy will sell. That will pump new fans into our product, which will then give us an another entire generation. You know, like you said, you know, you asked Ty about the most recent iteration, whether he's watching or not watching. It's one of those things of, like, He's got, you know, a bunch of new Power Rangers toys now. Like But those he, those are from the last season. Yeah. So like and he's and he's went back and he's been rewatching. Yeah. Them. But my thing is is, you know, when he's twenty in twenty years, the Power Rangers he remembers is not the Power Rangers we remember. No. But but here's the thing though, when we talk about Power Rangers, right, it always comes back to Mighty, Mighty Morphin. Morphin. Yeah. It always comes back to Mighty Morphin because that's the one that most people I mean, yeah, you, you have me influencing them, of course. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we have the, but we also have the comic book, which it revolves around the Mighty Morphin yeah. universe. You have all these other Rangers come in, but let's be honest, it all comes back to Mighty Morphin. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we, ha but we have some figures. We have Z05, which is Tommy Oliver, right? The, the, you know, to me, the most over Ranger in all of Power Rangers, right? Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, In Space Yellow, and then you have an actual, the regular Mighty Morphin uh, Black Ranger for this upcoming wave. They're, they're yeah. all hitting right now, um, which is cool because, you know, before there was no Black Ranger. So now all of the core... Rangers have been made. Yeah. Um, they made a Black Ranger early into the line, 
but it was the Dragon Shield version. And I'm like, why would you make this figure before you'd make the Black Ranger figure, like a regular Black Ranger figure? Because that Zack had like three minutes of screen time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, give me a Rita Repulsa on her own, not in a two-pack. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I said I have a love-hate for the Lightning Collection. But well, it also gets you coming back. Yeah. You don't put them all out. Don't put out. And even if you don't put out what people want initially, you're going to do it at some point, and they're going to get excited and come back. But here, so I'll I'll say if you can't move the product that's sitting on the shelf, yeah, then you're hurting it because we yeah. go to our our local Walmart, and uh, you know, there's from like the first two waves. Every Beast Morpher figure that they've released is sitting there. Yeah. They haven't reduced them. They haven't clearanced them out. So it's like you're making these characters that nobody wants, and they're yeah. clogging up the shelves. And most stores, they're not going to buy more until those are gone. It's just like Walgreens and, and Star Wars Black Series figures. The, all the uh, ones up in York, PA, I go in there, it's the same Black Series figures that have been sitting there yeah. for six, seven, eight months. Yeah, I mean, but the same could be said. I mean, we have um, next on the list is the Marvel Legends line. Yeah. You go in the store. I mean, there's there's stores and places I've been over the last year that I know for a fact have the same Marvel Legends figures. But if so, if you have an, if you have a line of six figures which is coming out next for Marvel Legends, they're doing the, they're doing a Venom line. Venom is is the end all be all right now in the Marvel universe. Right. So it makes sense that Legends would capitalize on that. But you know, I can tell you, there's probably one figure in there that's not going to sell well, but five will and they'll sell out of them and then okay well no let's let's just stock the shelves with the next line this one will get discounted to clearance and that'll be the end of it and i think that's what a lot of these toy companies do they realize like there's a niche character that's not going to sell well we'll, we'll put them with five characters that will and we'll make it so that you know your build a figure which is the the venom pool right for the next legends line People are going to want that figure, so they're going to buy all six. Well, and, and that's where Legends does it uh, differently than you know, like a Lightning Collection, right? Because there isn't a there is an incentive to buy yeah. those lame figures, right? Marvel Legends they bring in the build a figure pieces, and okay, so yeah, I'll have to buy that. And a lot of times, you know, there's maybe two or three figures. But Marvel Hasbro with the Marvel Legends line is also in tuned enough to know, like, obviously they just announced on Hasbro Pulse that you're going to get the, it, it, I don't know they. They call it the plastic silver Iron Man. I don't know why they had to highlight that the fucking toy is plastic. We know it's fucking. I guess <laughs> are there Marvel Legends that exclusives that weren't plastic? Um, uh, but whatever. It's the silver Iron Man, you know, which kind of harkens back like to the original, old, you know, the golden era essentially of Iron Man. But you know, that's a Walgreens exclusive. They realize that that's going to sell and that they can put that on the shelf by itself, and people are going to go out and get it. You know, we, we Brian, without a doubt, is going to try and hunt that down or get it as soon as it comes out yeah and i mean i'm at I'm walgreens all the time anyway because i'm always looking for figures i'm still waiting on that obi-wan that yeah. <laughs> you know came out last october yeah it's never hit my stores yeah so like that's my point like it sucks because it's walgreens right. anything anything walgreens you know it's a crapshoot it's a crapshoot so i mean we'll get into that with our, our spotlight with funko yeah. um but like i said it is i mean hasbro is it pains me that the, the the lines the licensing that is at hasbro is at hasbro because if marvel isn't at hasbro dc's at hasbro and dc is pumping out figures on a on a tri-weekly basis and we're, we're all happy collectors but it sounds like at&t is realizing they're they're missing an entire market value and they're going to try and push into the market a little bit more which is cool um 
And then, uh, well, and so talking figures flying off the shelves and everything, right? Yeah, uh, AEW. We get we got AEW figures. I mean, we kind of hinted to it last episode, the last episode around the multiverse, um, that they were showing up in stores. Well, they hit. Yeah. And they hit fast. And man. people and like yeah, there there's there's some places people are paying double, triple the, you know the the price, which is stupid because I could tell you right now we we we're finding them still. Their st- stores are stocking. These are standard figures. Yeah. These are not. Exclu- like they're exclusive to Walmart, like, but they're not like, it's not like Walmart's not going to restock these because they're going to sell out, and then Walmart's going to be like, okay, this was this was a smart buy, let's buy more of them. Yeah. So you're going to get them. Just be patient and buy the ones that you find. Don't go on eBay and spend seventy dollars. Bless you. <laughs> don't don't uh don't buy a don't buy a figure that you you can get later on. Well, no, there are figures that are going to be harder to get, right? Yeah. Uh, the Jericho. Um, Chase, yeah. which has him in the inner circle with, with this the championship to, belt. Yeah, which is nice because you can't get. So you, I, I think you get the championship belt with the ring. Do you? I, I can't remember. I don't know. I know you get an exclusive Kenny Omega figure with the ring, but I don't know if you get. The, well, uh, I've uh, only seen just the basic ring. I haven't seen a deluxe version of the ring. So. So there, there is a version of the ring where you get an exclusive Kenny okay. Omega figure. But like I said, I don't know. I know you get the. I know you got the championship belt if you if you bought the bub, the bottle of bubbly right. Jericho. Um, but like I said, I think you're gonna have, you're gonna find that you have, people out searching for just those two figures, and they're gonna pass a lot of the the standards up. The Jericho figure is a thousand pieces, which and it's significantly better than the original. Yeah, in I, my opinion, I agree. I don't I don't care for, and so like. Um, like you and I were kind of talking about, you know, we had one of our Mid-Atlantic Collector Corps members reach out, you know, because uh, she knows that I'm a wrestling figure collector. And she's yeah. like, hey, I'm at Walmart. Um, do you need me to grab anything for you? And I'm like, looking at the figures, yeah, they're 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 pretty basic. Uh, you know, there weren't any chases. But I was like, I'll take a Cody, you know, yeah. uh, if I'm, if I'm going to get one. Uh, because you know that they're going to make more young bucks they'll probably do a two pack or maybe even a three pack of the elite they're going to i hate yeah. to say this if they're if you're if if they have a CEO, coo or ceo or vp in their title for the company officially their toys are going to get made every couple lines yeah so you're going to get another Cody. you're going to get another bucks you're going to get another um kenny yeah but my thing is is i think you i think like I said, you know, the Chase Jericho is significantly better than the regular, but I think the regular Cody's better than the Chase. The Chase is, is 500 pieces. It's him in his Star Trek outfit from whatever pay-per-view he wore, that, which I wasn't a big fan of. I don't think it's a cool outfit to begin with, but right. that's his, I guess he's a big Star Trek guy, which he's is cool. He's just a big nerd in general. Yeah, <laughs> which which falls in line with the elite. They're all nerds for something. They all have their, you know, like Kenny's obviously a big video game guy. The Bucks, like, you know, Obviously, I think they're very nostalgic wrestling things like that. But like I said, is what it is. Like I said, I, I I'm I'm not personally seeking out that Cody Chase. I know there's a lot of people that are because it's a 500 piece. Right. But like I said, I'd much rather pay 70 bucks for Jericho. Yeah. Than pay for pay 70 bucks for Cody. Yeah. Well, you're gonna pay more for Cody than you are Jericho, more than likely though. But I'll I'll say this. Um. You know, do do wrestling figures? You know, garner a lot of value down the road not as much as some other collectibles out there but i think these will i I think these will too because you're 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 talking you know shit what whatever the first line of wwf figures were i mean if aw i mean obviously you know our kids are young but 
in 40 years or 30, even shit, even 27 years when my, when my daughter's around my age now, like those are the, these are the original figures. Like if AEW's still around and as big, as big now as it is, as it is now as it is then, I mean, we're, we're talking, you're talking thousands of dollars probably. Could be. If you keep them in the box, keep them in good condition and do the right things with them. There's a potentiality for major, major collector buy and, 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 and interest in it. But it's also mass produced. So remember, like as a collector, if you're going out to rush out, be like, oh my God, I'm gonna pay I'm gonna pay for my kid's college fund with yeah, this. Like, no, happen. it's not gonna happen. Like I would say I would say, like you said, you know, you might get lucky, it might be three, four hundred bucks in, in twenty years. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean and but then again, you know, market dictates it, and yeah. you know, as as things go out there, if it helps that these are exclusive to Walmart. But that doesn't mean that it, in it hurts that they're exclusive to Walmart yeah. too. Because, yeah, I mean, Walmart is no. Walmart. Your, your box quality is not going to be great. You might not get it at your store. Like, but the, the point is, is you have the potentiality that we we really do. You know, you do have the the the. the the chance that these will be more exclusive than the next wave or the wave after that, because although this one's Walmart driven, the next one might not be. And obviously ringside, you know, ringside, ringside ex- gets exclusives yeah. gets theirs. And I'm sure they had a couple, you know, ten, tens of thousands that they probably shipped out. But like anything, that's the original <clears throat> in 20 years, you're hoping every kid ripped theirs open <laughs> and, and you didn't. Right. Um, so. But yeah, so that pretty much wraps up toys and all, and anything else. But we're gonna dive into fandom and really start to dissect some of the stuff that, that was announced yesterday. Um, so so we'll start off uh, the Suicide Squad cast and announcements. Probably of all the stuff that like we knew we were getting, it was the one that like I don't want to say least excited me, but everything else that came after it was just so monumental. And, like, it's cool. Like I said, I watched Birds of Prey this past week for the first time. Um, and I had, like, I didn't watch it. I didn't go see it in theaters because the reviews were so poor. And, you know, I just never really got around to it. But I liked it. I didn't think it was a bad, and, and I'm sure people are going to be like, listen, like, I can't believe he likes this movie. But when I stepped back and I'm like, this is a Harley Quinn heroine movie, like, it is what it was. It, it, it did what it needed to do for her. And it was a good, you know, the, the jokes are funny. The adult humor's funny. Her her quirkiness is funny. Like, like I said, I enjoyed it. So it was really good yesterday to see Margaret Robbie back in the Harley Quinn attire for Suicide Squad. Because I was really hoping Birds of Prey would be, not be the last time we see Margaret Robbie as, as Harley. Mar- Margo. Margo Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> as, 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 as Harley Quinn. Um, obviously, the big news was finding out... <laughs> finding out who uh, John Cena was going to play. Yeah, Peacemaker. Yeah, and then who Iris Alba was going to play, uh, Bloodsport. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously Pete Davidson and all the other guys are announced, you know, Michael Rucker. Nathan, Nathan, uh, Nathan Fillion Yeah. Firefly. Yeah. Um, what's his name? The, 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 the guy that always plays the, the bad guys in every, like, superhero movie, he's playing a polka dot man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's fun. So it's funny. So I was visiting Stephen in Georgia last summer, and we went to Oxford Comics. Um, we went to Oxford Comics down in Georgia, and that, the guy, I, I don't know his name, uh, I'm sorry, but the guy playing Polka Dot Man in Suicide Squad, 
he was in the store because they were filming Suicide Squad in Atlanta. Because it's funny, if you watch some of the, like, the behind-the-scenes videos that they released yesterday for fandom, you have people wearing Georgia Bulldogs ponchos on the, the, the one scene when, when they're um, filming in the rain. It's, uh, so his name, uh, David, da- I'm going to mess this up, Das Malchiens? Yeah, no. D-A-S-T-M-A-L-C-H-I-A-N-S. There's no way I was ever going to yeah. get that name right. He was in, he was in the Dark Knight uh, Rises. He was one of the, the, or Dark Knight with Ledger. He was one of the, the imposter police officers okay. during uh, the ceremony where, <laughs> right, where right, Gordon right. gets shot. Um, with Joker, but like I said, he he's been in a ton of other stuff. He's he's always playing a bad guy. So him playing Polka Dot Man is kind of cool that he's actually he's 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 in a, a actual important role. But like they said in the you know some of the um, Rick Flag, uh, what's his name, uh, Joel Kinnaman, mm-hmm. he said don't obviously same thing with the last movie. Don't get too attached. Yeah, because people are. Go- I mean that cast is insane. I mean you're talking thirty something people for the- somebody's getting killed. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the the last Suicide Suicide Squad movie, they uh, 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 they killed off uh, a couple people, like yeah, almost it, instantly. Yeah, so like that's the point, like you know that that is what the Suicide Squad is. But like I said, excited about it, yes, because I'm excited because I liked Guardians, I like James Gunn. It's cool that DC kind of stole him in that little momentary lapse of judgment on Marvel. Yeah. Not momentary, obviously. There were some yeah. some questionable things being going th- or thrown around about James Gunn. But DC took the chance, and now they, they're, they're going to have a guy who's going to lead a franchise more than likely for the next, at least the, probably this installment and the next one. Because I can tell you, I think this movie's going to be good. Well, I thought that like when that all went down, right, and they found out that James Gunn was going to be doing Suicide Squad, uh, we Just, also found out that Batista was kind of interested. So I'm like, yeah. you all, we'd already heard kind of so Batista, of So Batista scene. came out literally within the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And basically said, no, I'm not playing Bane in the next Batman. Like, I tried. Like, I pushed for it, whatever. But with Ben coming back, it sounds like they're continuing with the Snyderverse. Whether they want to admit it or not. Right. Like, you're going to get Flash. You're getting this Wonder Woman. You're getting the next Aquaman. James Wan came out and said that the next Aquaman will be a more serious take on the character. Which I just means we're going to get, I'm hoping we get more Black Manta. Yeah. Because Black Manta is, is, is he's the badass that, that Aquaman needs right yeah. now. But I think, you know, with the next install, like, they're going to continue this run. I think you're going to get a Ben solo Batman movie. They've said that, you know, the Pattinson Batman with Reeve, Matt Reeves is an independent, not shared universe. He's, he's hearkening back to, I want to do my own solo trilogy where I get to tell my story, which is fine. And people are like, you can't have two people playing Batman. Well, suck it, motherfuckers. We're going to have three people playing Batman because Keaton's coming back. Well, and then... You can also have another Batman because apparently the Walking Phoenix Joker has is gonna, his own thing. Yeah, as well. he's heading towards a Batman. So, um, so you know, obviously, like I said, Suicide Squad, super excited, or I'm excited about it. Not as excited about the next couple of things that we're going to continue to move down. Um, I'm going to jump down to the Flash. Um, obviously, uh, we within the last two weeks. You know, we, we've teased it on our, our, our social medias. Like, we obviously don't break no news, but we read a lot of the dirt sheets, a lot of the, the back pages. And, you know, they've been saying that Ben was coming back. And, you know, I posted in our collector's group, like, just like kind of like a rumor article, and I got 
torch. Oh, this site's ridiculous. They always say things. It doesn't come true. Blah, 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 blah. You know, broken clock is right twice a day. So they were fucking right. (laughs) Ben's coming back. Ben's back in the fold. He's going to be in the flash with Keaton. The same site that I shared also shared the Keaton news. And then a day or two later, it was confirmed by Warner Brothers, by Keaton's camp, by everybody involved with the flash that Keaton is, was in talks to come back in negotiations and they were just working on the contract. So now you're not getting, not only getting Keaton Batman, which, uh, which we already knew was opening up the multiverse, which they already did in Crisis on Infinite Earth, but you're also getting, you're also getting, you know, you're getting the Ben Affleck universe now. So we're opening ourselves up to the multiverse, which DC doing is, <laughs> which DC doing is di- is different than what Marvel did. DC's embracing which make what makes DC different, which is great. And we've you know they need something cinematographically that's different than the Marvel yeah. expanded universe. And this is how you do it because you can write wrongs, you can erase history, you can erase other films that you don't want to talk about just using the multiverse. Barry flicking, you know, leaving an eyelash behind can change the entire demographic of things. Yeah. So that's what they're they're pushing with this, and I'm excited. The, you know, they 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 have they released just you know concept art of Barry in the cave with Keaton, like that, or, or Ezra Miller with Keaton, and you're like, God, this is so good. Yeah. Like this is this is going to be so good. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know. Michael Keaton was my my introduction to Batman. Yeah, really. I mean, it, silver screen for me too. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I wasn't born I wasn't born in '89, and I was just born in '92. But when we talk about Batman movies, like I watched those movies on repeat as a kid, and you know, I got all the Batman Returns figures and all that other good stuff, like as as the Christmas and birthday gifts and things like that, um, for years afterwards. But it's it's funny to think like that's how impactful Returns was. Because when I'm like five, I have Christmas videos of me opening Batman Returns right. toys, you know, that, you know, were still coming out three, four, five years later. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's going to be interesting. And then uh, the, the new suit. Yeah, well, not necessarily new, but they're, they're, they're going with a more, f- like, just fabric suit instead of that armor that he... But they said with... When when he was introduced in BVS, he was obviously in the midst of fighting Apoc, you know, fighting Apocalypse in Dark Side, and he's oh, I'm too I'm too early I'm too early, and then, you know, obviously with Justice League, you know, the, just even the theatrical cut, he wears the armor. They're fighting the Parademons. He's fighting a like a battle, so he's wearing armor. It makes sense. Yeah. Like he's not going to wear fabric while he's out there fighting Parademons. Like right. he's going to wear. You know, he's going to actually wear some armor to protect himself. Yeah, so, all right, so you mentioned the big thing that was, like, the most exciting for me, uh, and that was, was Dark Side. Yeah, so, well... Would you want to come back to that? Yeah, I, I want to... I, I know I had the second in the notes, but I want to... Because we can get through Wonder Woman's, okay. you know, trailer. Yeah. Big thing out of that is Cheetah. I thought yeah. people were like, oh, I get Cats vibes. Well, she's a fucking human Cheetah. Yeah. She's going to give you Cats vibes. But <laughs> I thought it looked good. I thought, you know, Chris, everybody's like, Kristen Wiig, Kristen Wiig. This is this is the biggest complaint I have. People are never satisfied with a product they haven't even seen yet. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's Apple announcing a new iPhone, oh, it's still got the notch, it's still this. Just shut up and enjoy it. It's new. Yeah. You don't know what it's going to be because you haven't seen it yet. It hasn't been put in your hand or put in front of your face. So the same thing could be said about, you know, wrestling. 
The same thing could be said about anything. anything. Literally the, anything. There's always that one person in the crowd, like, oh, I'm not happy with you because of this. Nobody cares about your opinion. It's not out yet. Just be excited or just be like, I'm going to hold my judgment until I see it. As, as the Becky Lynch uh, quote goes, I don't care about your stupid feelings. Yes. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I thought she'd have looked good. Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman. Like the, the, the franchise in and of itself is a good franchise. It's not a they they've only produced one movie and it was it was a hit. Yeah. So enjoy it. Stop complaining about it. Wait for it to come out to, to, to make your judgments and, and, and really care about it. But like I said, you know, they announced so obviously the, the trailer trailer was good. I enjoyed the trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it, it, it hits on, you know, Maxwell Lord's gonna be a good bad guy for her. She can't obviously fight gods every single time she fights, you know, and has a bad guy. So it's cool to see her move on to that. And obviously, Cheetah's going to play a major role. Right. So, I mean, I think, I think she's going to do well. Um, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not against Christian Wig in, in any way. I, I, you know, uh, I have feelings about the Ghostbusters 2016 but movie. She but, hasn't done anything since then. But, right. It, and I'm not going to hold that against her, right? I hold that against, uh, you know, Paul Fweig and uh, Melissa McCarthy more than anything else. Yeah. And the terrible writing behind it. Yeah. But, but like, I think she's going to be great here because um, Wonder Woman has proven to be... Yeah. Like I said, Maxwell Lord will be good. One, like I said, Patty Jenkins hasn't failed us yet, so I'm excited. I, you know, I'm excited for Wonder Woman. My, my daughter's still too young, I think, for live action. Like, it doesn't hold her attention like a cartoon or animation or anything like that so i think you know that this would unfortunately still be a movie i go see with some friends things like that and you know when it comes out on tv we'll watch it and see if she she's more in tune with it um but uh uh they announced shazam number two huh they announced shazam number two in 2022 and then um also the rock tease the black adam movie which is cool yeah I'm- um I'm definitely looking forward to Black. Well, I'm looking forward to Shazam too. Like, because uh, what is that? It's a something of Fury, right? Uh, is it Gods of Fury? I can't. Remember. Gods of Fury, something along those lines. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not extremely pressed. Like, to see The Rock as Shazam. Like, it's The Rock. That's that's. Well, this might now. be the first. This might be the first casting. I'm like everybody else in the world, where I'm kind of like, uh, and it's not that I don't like The Rock. I love huge wrestling fan. Love The Rock. Love his movies. But you're. He's almost bigger than the character, unfortunately. Like he's such a mega star. Yeah, but, but I, I I think that and the fact that he's that he four can, times the size of Zachary Levi and Henry Cavill also doesn't help the fact. Like I think he could do well with it. And uh, Black Adam, like the character Black Adam too, is a badass. Mean, it, yeah, and I can. So when I look at a character, I'm like, could I believe this person being that character? <laughs> yeah. I I can see Rock being yeah. Black Adam, right? Yeah. It's just. It's it's going to be different than what we're used to seeing, uh, you know, from, from from reading. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I, I still think it'll be good. I'm I'm definitely curious to see what story they're going to tell. Are they going to tell the origin? Are they going to tell an already existing I, Black? I Adam? think it's going to be an origin. And it, that will be interesting because by the end of that, then he's got to be a villain. He's got to. You've well, got to dislike Black Adam. Black Adam. Yeah. Which I think you will. I think I think I don't know when but Shazam. I, I didn't pay attention to when the release date for Black Adam was, but I think one's got to transition into the other. Either Shazam two will transition into Black Adam, or Black Adam will then push you push us into Shazam two, yeah. whatever it is. Um, I'm just happy that 
Shazam 2 got greenlit because I like Shazam 1. I yeah. like Zachary Levi. People shit on him when he got cast, and he ended up being great. And then, you know, I, I like the Shazam family. I'm a big, you know, like I said, I have, I have uh, his first book. I have the first Shazam standalone. And then I also have the first appearance of Black Adam as well. Like, I have those comics in my collection. I'm, uh, like, obviously, you know, I got the Black Adam one before, like, right as The Rock was being announced. Like, I'm going to get this book before it shoots up in, in value, which it's going to. Right. The same shit happened when, when, when Suicide Squad was announced. All the Harley Quinn stuff went crazy. Yeah. You know, you know, this Batman stuff is, like, you know, they referenced uh, a Darwin Cook book yesterday in the Matt Reeves panel. That, that book's going to go up in value just because Matt Reeves is a fan of it. Um, so, like I said, it is what it is. Um, excited for both of those. Yeah. But uh, we'll get into the two two biggies um, for, for for to wrap up the show. Um, Charlie hit on it earlier. The Snyder Cut. Yeah. Um, he he loves so it he, he loves his style, man. He does his thing. Mm -hmm. um, the song he picked, uh, Hallelujah. Like yeah, yeah, he yeah. used that in Watchmen. Right. Um, but it was great. Yeah, it gave a nice, just uh, nice. Yes, we are rejoicing as yes. as fans, like that yeah. we're getting something that we're finally we're getting. I think for you and I being big DC guys, right? Yeah. It looks like we're gonna get what we wanted the movie to be, or at yeah. least from from the direction and, that it had been set and, up to go. And the thing is, is like that version of Darkseid is still not the version that maybe we're accustomed to. Like he doesn't look. Exactly like the comic, no. but his power and just his in the few scenes you get with him, like it's clear he's he's a devastator. He's a destroyer of worlds. He's here to. He's a warrior that you know. That I've been I've been on TikTok a ton lately. You know <laughs> that guy means business. He, yeah. he means business. Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I'm excited for it. Like I've I've been excited since they announced. I've been excited at the prospect of it <laughs> since seeing Justice. Like knowing that there was all this cutting room floor stuff and that Weldon had changed so much. And you can't tell me that he didn't because just, just the three extra cyborg scenes that they showed in the trailer, even if you just gave me those three scenes, it makes the movie completely different. Yeah. And it makes me maybe appreciate Ray Fisher as cyborg more yeah. because I didn't care for his character at all. He was worthless in, in the original cut. But now you see that cut of that and you're like, well, clearly he had more story. Yeah. Clearly there was more to it. And hey, if you're gonna throw football into a Justice League movie, I'm all about it. Like, <laughs> well, well, and you also get, you know, like, you know, you you understand him a little bit more. You see, you you or more, just more development, right? Yeah. Of the, you have to be able to look at a character and go, okay, I understand why they're acting the way that they're yeah. acting, right? You can't just have them. Okay, I have a superpower, yeah. and and that's it. You and know? like you know, and obviously you know, we we knew with BVS like they crammed. They crammed two or three different stories in the one, and people complained about that. And now that you had the death of Superman, but you were also supposed to have the resurrection of Superman in Justice League, which we didn't really get. Like, we just got him showing back up. Right. But now now we're getting a black suit Superman, which, which yes. is what we, we should ex have expected. Yes. Right? So you're, even if he's in it for two scenes, yeah. and then he's back. But, like, they're deleting the whole fight with him when he comes. Or they're deleting bits and pieces of that scene where... He fights the Justice League on this, this, the, the memorial stoop. Uh, Snyder came out and directly said, we're cutting the do you bleed line that he says to Bruce, mm -hmm. which is good. It was stupid. It was a dumb scene. Like, it just, you don't need it. You don't need it. Have him fight because that makes sense. 
Right. Because he, when he when he came out of the coma, so to speak, that you know his his hibernation, he he was disoriented. He wasn't who he he really is. So you need that scene to transition into him regaining consciousness, regaining his cognitive ability, and and realizing, oh, I'm Superman. Sorry, yeah. sorry about that. I didn't mean to be a be an asshole for 10 minutes, but, you know, I know a lot happens when yeah. that happens. I pr- was pretty much dead, and the last thing I remember was, you know, but like, explaining this But you monster. also get the scene, you also get Barry saving Iris, mm-hmm. which is huge. Yeah. Because they, they made a big deal about her casting, and then she wasn't even in the goddamn movie. Yeah. And then you get, obviously, you get the the, 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 the Aquaman scene that they, they played in the trailer was from, was from, I thought was from BVS, but I guess it wasn't. No. Uh, I, they might have just teased that at the, at the with BVS, because I just remember him Maybe it was awkward. I don't know. For some reason, I felt like that wasn't Justice League, but maybe it's been so long since I actually sat down and watched Justice League that that I forgot that that was all part of that. But we were also getting a different look, uh, Steppenwolf. Yes, um, he, I, I, I I like this more movie. alien, more yeah. yeah, which is which is better. He didn't need to look like he doesn't have the ball sack under his chin anymore. <laughs> right. Like that's fine. Like I'm I'm excited for that. You know, it's also interesting to see like obviously the mirror having Mira in the trailer. Because Amber Heard is in a ton of shit oh, right yeah. now in, in her personal life. Like, there's questions whether or not she won't be recast for the next Aquaman. I mean. Which I don't want to have. I mean, she's she was great in the role, yeah. but she's also very good looking. So, But at the same time, she's got a lot of drama. Yeah, well, I mean, just blame it on Barry. Hey, you look different. And there we go. <laughs> uh, uh, all is good. Yeah, but like I said, tremendous. They delivered on that. And like. This is hopefully going to show other studios in WB stop fucking with the product. Yeah. Let the guy, you hired this guy to do a job. Let him do the job. I get it. The movie can't be four hours long. Mm-hmm. But that movie probably could have been. You probably could have split it into two two-hour movies and figured out how to do it successfully. They've done it before with, with Harry Potters. They've done, it in, in, they've done it before with a ton of different franchises. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I don't need an instant, I don't, well... As much as I love instant gratification, when you're storytelling, you should make me want to want more, more. right? So build a story. Yeah. It doesn't have to have a complete end. Yeah, you can have them finish a uh, a, a part of that story. Yeah. But, and you know, in storytelling, everybody thinks, like, good always has to win. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Because you, we've seen it multiple times across multiple franchises, Star Wars being one of them. Look at... Empire Strikes Back. If you talk to any Star Wars fan out there and they go, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? A lot of them will fall to Empire Strikes Back. Well, the Jedi don't win there. Yeah. But you know that there's more story coming. Yes. And you ultimately you know that good will prevail over evil. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, a, a place that we, we could have stopped at in Justice League. <laughs> I think they're home. Um, yeah, so like I said, stu- live studio notes today. Yep. Um, so like I said, I, th- I I don't really know a point or a stopping point we could have we've could have really stopped at for for Justice League. I'd have to rewatch it and be like, okay, this would have been a good end point at this point in in the movie, to where you would have kept me hanging on and wanting more. But like I said, you're getting it. It's four hours long. So it's going to be one of those sit and watch. But it's going to, well, from what I understand, they're going to break it up into four one-hour parts. I don't, I don't, I don't that's, know. That's what However I mean. they want to do it, I'm going to be here for the full ride. Hopefully they release all four at the same time. 
because I, I I'm not gonna want to wait. Don't right. don't make me wait because I'm gonna be pissed that I've waited this long to begin with. But like I said, I I want to watch it. I want to watch it in one sitting because BVS has, you know, BVS has, you know, the director's cut. And it's a three and some change. Mm-hmm. I sit and watch that all yeah. the way through, man. I love that that movie. Um, and then what else we got? Uh, um, so we'll go into the video games real quick. Um, they announced uh, Suicide Kills Justice League, yeah. which is really the trailer was phenomenal. Hysteria. I mean, it's it's got all the humor that you come to expect from Suicide Squad. You know, Harley back talking Amanda, you know, the banter between the group, King Shark, obviously <laughs> funny, and, you know. And then, you know, you get at the end, you get Superman incinerating the pilot after he saves him. And, you know, Boomerang comes in and be like, did we figure out who we're here to murder? And they point up and he, ah, and the you know, trailer cuts. <laughs> but like, so obviously Brainiac is the big bad for the game, essentially. But you're getting the soup. He's, uh, I guess he's content or he's, you know, turned the Justice League bad, essentially. Right. Um, so, so it's it's up to the the bad guys to be the good guys, which Suicide Squad's known for. Right. Which will be cool, you know. You, you get to hunt down all your favorite your favorite heroes. I'm hoping it's more than just the four, like I, I the boomerang like upgrade, like him being able to like teleport, like that was wild. I'm like, <laughs> wow, I'm like, but I'm I'm, I'm like I said, you got to make it flashy for video games and stuff. So I'm excited for it. You know, it, I didn't really recognize the Harley Quinn voice. Um, so, you know, obviously they, they tailored um, Deadshot after the Will Smith character. Um, they changed him from Caucasian to African-American, which I'm fine with. I mean, yeah. especially if that means you're going to bring Will Smith back at some point, hopefully to play Deadshot, as long as he wears his fucking helmet. Yeah. Stop, stop giving me Deadshot without his fucking helmet. He wears a helmet. He's just like De- Deathstroke. Doesn't look like that's Deadshot if he's not wearing his helmet. Right. He's just a mercenary. Yeah. So, um... Then we also, for me, this is huge news because the last video game that I sat down and I played from start to finish, and I got ninety-eight point eight percent completion, like because obviously you're gonna go back and get all the trophies and do all the crazy side missions, was Arkham Knight in the Arkham series. Now you're getting the you're getting the follow-up to the fallout of Bruce Wayne being being dead, which I don't think is gonna last because they're introducing Court of Owls. Obviously, you got all the bad guys trying to the, the power struggle for Gotham. And the Bat family's coming to the rescue, seeing Red Hood, which I didn't quite get because Arkham Knight was Jason Todd, and now Jason Todd is Red Hood. Maybe they're just they're just going to ignore that little bit and they're going to move on. Regardless, because ultimately the bad guy in Arkham Knight was still Joker. Right. He poisoned Bruce like Bruce dies because Joker, the toxin, gets to him. So, like I said, at the end of the day... I'm excited about that game. Like, and it's it's going to be PS5, so it's next gen. Like, I don't have to worry about getting it on PS4. Like, so I can tell you for that, like, the new Madden came out or is coming out either this week or it's come out. Like, I might get that because I don't have football this year. That'll give me like a football fix. Like, I'll, I'll play that whenever I, I get the itch. But I can tell you this: I will sit down and I will play that Gotham like game from start to finish. And I can tell you this: if they give me multiple stories where like if you play it as Batgirl it's different if you play it as him or her I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be playing that game for years 
Um, but like you said, uh, Suicide Squad Kills comes out in 2022. It sounds like Batman comes out, or Gotham Knights comes out in 2021. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I'm, I'm excited. That was Rocksteady coming out with two DC property games. It's huge. I mean, we haven't heard from them since Arkham Knight, so yeah. it didn't surprise me. But um, I was kind of hoping we were going to get an open-world Superman game, but it's cool that we're getting what we're getting. Um, and I guess uh, we'll go back to uh, go back to the movies. Well, see, I saved this for last yeah. just because, you know, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'm excited for the Batman now. Like, Robert Pattinson pissed me off during the quarantine when he's like, I'm not going to train, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, like, I'm not going to kill myself for a role. And I'm like, you motherfucker, like, mm-hmm. you have an, a golden goose in front of you, like, merchandising, money, franchising. Like, you're going to, like, y- I get it. You have Twilight money, bro. That's cool. But you don't have Batman money. Okay. Batman is Batman. So take this role serious. Do it justice. Make us proud. And, and you'll be beloved forever. Mm-hmm. In a two-and-a-half-minute, three-minute video, he sold. It, like, I'm sold. I'm going to see that movie five times on opening weekend. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. And, you know... The Riddler we're getting. And it's funny because, like, I'm watching the trailer. I had to watch it three or four times to realize the guy pulling the tape is the Riddler. Yeah. And I'm like, it looks nothing like the Riddler. No. So, like, I'm excited. Like, you know, what's his name playing James, you know, Jim Gordon? Like, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, I'm, I'm against changing demographic and things like that. But, obviously, Jim Gordon's a white, he's a Caucasian male. Like, so when they cast him, I'm like, well, I'm interested now. You've yeah. piqued my my curiosity. I want to see what you do with this character. Well, that's a role that I don't think you, it needs to be race specific. No, it doesn't. And and obviously the actor they picked is tremendous. He's he's a tremendous actor. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but you get Zoe Kravitz playing Catwoman, and she's not quite Catwoman yet. But like obviously she's wearing the mask with the ears point, like. But she's not wearing like her leather suit and like her little fight scene with with, with you know, with Batman was cool. And then obviously you're the Joker is involved. Yeah. Like there's a Joker in this universe because there's the, the guys, gang, the yeah. gang that he beats up in. This is great. Yeah. Uh, and he's vicious. Yeah. And like that's a Batman we haven't really seen where. But like Matt Reeves said, if there was a this is not based on any comic. I have drawn inspiration for design and set and things like that from the comics, but we're not basing our... We are a completely originally told story. We don't want you to think that you know what's coming because you don't. You don't know what we are, who we are, how we're writing it. And he referenced um, Batman Ego, which is a Darwin Cook. He said that he, he took some stuff from that, but he said that if you were going to define his movie, it would be Batman Year Two. Yeah. Um, and it's not based off any... Batman Year Two book or anything. It just this is right after Year One, Frank Miller's Year One, where Bruce is still finding his footing as Batman. Everything still is very homemade, organic. It's not, it's not this glitz and glamour like Playboy billionaire Batman. It's you know it's ground root, right. grassroots. So I'm like I said, watching the trip. Like I'm still not a fan of the, the Batmobile, but with the explanation that Reeves gave and how they're they're approaching it and. This apparently is the is the the lowest budgeted Batman film of all time, so they're doing more with less. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with what they had. My biggest complaint about the whole thing is the hair. Just cut the fucking <laughs> hair. He should have had shorter hair for the role because like when he takes the cow off, 
And like people pointed out, this is the first Batman movie when he takes the cow off, he still has the eye paint on, like around his eyes. Because like in the other movies, like clearly he's wearing eye paint under his cow, but when they take the mask off, he doesn't have the fucking eye paint on. Right. Like they 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 address that in this movie, and at least in the trailer, when he takes the mask off and he's in the cave at the at the very end of the trailer, he's still got the eye black on, which is cool. Like. They're showing that the, they're paying attention to the little details. Like, yeah, does that make or break a movie? No, but it's not a plot hole now. Right. It's not like, well, he had black, he had eye black on there, but now he's in a cave and he's completely cleaned up and like he just took the mask off. How did he clean that fast? There's like, there's little towels on the inside of the mask. Yeah, apparently. When you take it off, it just it's right off. Yeah, that's how. But it like I said, you know, you didn't get Andy Serkis. You didn't get to really see Andy Serkis as as Alfred, which uh, he's still he'll deliver. He's a tremendous actor, um, but. You got to see everything else that you want to see. You didn't. I, did you? Was Colin Farrell in the trailer as Penguin? I'm trying to remember. I didn't know if he was. He was the guy. I, I didn't know if he was the gangster that would, it, it was raining on. But I don't think that was him. And I don't think he was the gangster in the car that's like this guy's crazy. I don't know if that was him or not. But regardless, so there's still some stuff to be seen it's still in production yeah they've obviously haven't been in production for the last three or four months because of of the shutdowns but they're apparently supposed to start back up in september mm-hmm. but they've clearly took the time and put together a, a tr- they put together a tremendous trailer yeah and like, well and allegedly they're gonna have it ready to rock and roll by next year yeah next october my yeah. it comes supposed to come out my birthday weekend yeah uh, I, I'm very fortunate as a DC fan. Wonder Woman comes out on my birthday this year, mm. and the next year, my birthday weekend, Batman comes out. So they treat me well as, as a <laughs> fan. Uh, p- clearly, they, they, they respect my loyalty. Well, the amount of money you've given them. Yeah, but like I said, though, like I said, I'm extremely excited uh, about the, the prospects of what DC's doing moving forward. I was very, I was very doom and gloom a week ago hearing about all the cuts and people losing their jobs and the reorganization and all this. It, it's sad because you don't want to see people losing their jobs during a pandemic. You yeah. don't want to see, but, but it's not even just losing their jobs. We're losing, we're losing uh, a whole place for content, which, yeah. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't great. They gave us a replacement, but and a the, dedicated the, place. The biggest hit was losing DC direct. I love DC yes. direct line figures. Like, yeah. So. But I'm, I, they're going to come out with something for that. There's going to be a replacement, whether it's them do, continuing. I think for them, it probably... Because they, they, they are producing the, the, the figures and lines themselves. Now they just say, hey, who wants to do it for us? And you'll pay us for the line, essentially. And yeah. then we'll make 60 70% of the profit, and you get 30% or whatever it is. Whatever deal they, 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 they work out in their favor. Yeah, because, I mean, like, well, Marvel has Legends, right? But they also team up with Diamond Select. Yeah, and they do their Marvel Select figures yeah. too. So, like I said, I'm excited for it. Um, 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 this fandom event is something that they've never done. So they did DC and DC, which we went to, which was a lot of panels. But there wasn't announcements. There was nothing spectacular about that 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 weekend as far as new stuff coming out. You got to interact directly with the the people at DC that mattered: Jim Lee, Jeff Johns, the the president, all the actors of the shows and things like that. That that was cool. Cool fan event. This was. D23 level expo like and this is the first time they've ever done this and they obviously I didn't watch it live but from what I heard like the like presentation was cool like the interaction like you could send messages as like the thing was going on and the people would pick and choose an answer so that's cool that like during the midst of the pandemic it seemed like DC hit a home run yesterday yeah 
Yeah, I mean, they, they handled it as best they could, right? And if I'll, I'll put it this way. If they didn't handle it as, as they did, we wouldn't have had the conversations that we've already had with either you and I or people within our group yeah. or, or just online in general, right? Yeah. So DC did something right because yeah. it has people talking. I, like I said, and I... And not negatively. I can tell you this. I've, in no less than, less than 24 hours, I've watched the Justice League trailer, the Batman trailer, the Suicide Kills, and Gotham Knights trailers, all four, and the Wonder Woman trailer. I've watched all of them 10, 12, 13 yep. times. I've watched them all yeah, you know, like I'm excited. I am genuinely excited about what's coming. Now, I do agree. You know, I saw some posts online from some people in the comic community. They didn't highlight the comics enough. And they continue to do this. They continue to, 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 to have home run events for everything but the sh- stuff that makes them. And I'm, all they had to say was, hey, if you love what we're doing here, Go to your local comic shops. Buy your books. Buy the books that, that make these characters who they are. Buy these stories from James and Tom and Scott and all the, the, these brilliant writers and creators. You know, we have this major event going on right now with medals. They only needed one panel. They, had, they could have had one panel that highlighted medals, Joker War. Do what we do. One hour's worth of, of, of content on comics. And... That could have just been stuck in the middle at lunchtime if you didn't care to have people, you know, to, to watch it. But they could have done it, and they just didn't. Yeah. And, and, and it was, for, to me, that's the only missed opportunity yesterday in fandom. I guess. I, I mean, I look at it like this. Like, the people that are going to read comics are going to go regardless if you tell us to read comics or not. Yeah. And, you know. But just show some love. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, and especially for our, our shops, because if, if DC Comics ceases to exist, our shops will probably cease to exist. Not saying that Marvel can't can't ha- handle like a full time market, but if DC's like, all right, we're done with print, Marvel will probably follow suit shortly I thereafter. But I can't see a world where that happens. You know, I mean, there's. But even if DC, because I know Jim's big on digital, if DC's like, we're just going to do digital comics, yeah, like that that kills well, the mom and pop. It, it kills your local comic shop. It kills the the culture that you know and love and you know we're we're going to like it, i just don't want to see that happen in my generation our kids generation what like comics need to be comics like yeah. the, and you need the content like i get like you have the matt reeves or like oh, we're not going to base this off of anything but you have to and i get there's there's 80 years of backlog of batman books you can go back and read and, and draw inspiration from but there's so many creative people in this world that care about the character and care about the, and, and they want to be Batman writers and, and, and artists and drawlers. And I would hate to see that medium go to waste. And the companies that run these, these things need to start, start advertising that stuff. Because if they don't, it's going gonna, it's gonna to die. The medium's going to die. Like you said, the people that buy comics will continue to buy them. But I'm getting older. You're getting older. Like, you have to like I have to hope like my nephews get the itch one day of like oh I want to read comics or my my daughter's convinces four her friends to be comic book nerds or my son does or whatever it is you know what I mean like yeah we have our kids that hopefully they'll pick up the bug and they'll continue the the, the tradition of collecting books but it's it's scary to think that like especially with the way we are as a society everything is at the fingertips on your phone I'd hate to see kids just give up on print because yeah. like if you really think about it like Everybody has a Nook, a Kindle, like so. Like, even books, hard copy books, is a dying breed. Yeah. But now we, like I said, we we will be. 
better off, I think, if if comics continue to thrive. And and I think DC's DC's dismantling their universe, and we'll cover that more in issue seven, or we covered that more in issue seven, I should say, because obviously this is post issue seven, you know. But we'll talk. We talked about. Sorry, I have to talk. And obviously, we're you know recording after. You know, we will have talked already talked about you know the cancelization of a ton of lines of yeah. books coming um, out of DC this past couple weeks, but. Um, yeah, so like I said, DC fandom for me, a, a, I'd say a, not a plus, not a minus, a, you know, right, ninety five percent for me. Yeah. Um, they they hit hit it out the park. Um, minor grievances with everything. I'm no grievances with Snyder, no grievances with Wonder Woman, none of the video game announcements. Um, but like I said, the only grievance I have with the Batman trailer is is the hair, you know, the hair hair. <laughs> hair could hair could hair could have been uh, a little different. Um, <laughs> that'll, but, that'll be for the next one. Yeah, but uh, like I said, so uh, yeah. if you don't have anything else, no, I uh, only thing I got is uh, you know, hey, uh, thanks to everybody who's listened, and uh, you know, we'll be back with more. Uh, make sure you tune in uh, next week. Oh, shoot. You know what? Uh, you know, I know we've mentioned it already on the other episodes, but well, issues. But um, if this, if you're only listening to this one, then make sure you check out our uh, YouTube channel now because we're gonna be yep. uh, on there. Um, Charlie, Charlie <laughs> put out his first, uh, our first little teaser clip. Um, but we'll, we'll, we're gonna be doing our, our bi-weekly drops with our episodes. So you'll get three episodes in a week, and then you'll get your, um, you'll also get in between weeks where we have what is that feedback <laughs> um, you also get your you also get your in between episodes where in between weeks of episodes where you'll get our, like our YouTube uh, our YouTube yeah. show will drop on Tuesday nights and then you know you also get our spotlight series on Thursday that during those weeks yeah. so you you get a you get a weekly dose of us in some way shape or form but like I said we're hoping to reach a, a, a bigger audience on YouTube than we maybe are reaching here with the podcast and we'll bring those listen those those viewers in as listeners as well yep so uh, other than that you know continue to follow us on all of our social media platforms uh, and uh that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, nope. Like Charlie said, just follow us on Twitter at DGI Podcast, Instagram at Dad's Got Issues Podcast, and uh, find us on Facebook under the same names and titles. Um, if you have any comments, questions, topics you'd like us to take a shot at, um, shoot us a message on Twitter, IG. If you just want to talk about general life, you know, we had somebody reach out to me about where I work and my, you know, you know, my feelings or any point tips or pointers, you know, we'll, we'll talk about anything with yeah. you guys. Just shoot us a shoot us a message. Sure. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we got. And uh, with that, I guess let's hit our music. Hey, 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 hey.